0: Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's Marketing Ops Confessions. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Hanna Jakover, Director of Demand Gen at MadKudu, and I have the pleasure of hosting today's conversation. And we have another amazing guest today, Daniel Murray, who I will give a proper introduction to in just a minute. A few quick housekeeping items to note, as always, feel free to use the chat. We love to see your engagement in the chat, share your thoughts, talk about your role, If you agree with Daniel, give him a thumbs up. Um, If you disagree, tell us why. Uh, Use the emojis. However you want to engage, we are all here for it. Uh, We'll also have a short Q&A at the end. So please submit your questions via the questions tab. And we have a few poll questions that are actually already live. So go to that polls tab and check out those polls because we'd love your opinion. And the session is recorded so you can find all past sessions uh, and this one will be updated there too on the Marketing Ops Confessions registration page and we'll also be emailing them out in the following week. So, yes, I'm sure you've heard the news that we're giving away a mini drone to one lucky winner. And if you're here today, that means that you've earned an entry into this giveaway. If you've attended previous sessions, you're just getting another extra entry. So that's great. You're, you're increasing your chances. So the more sessions you attend, the more chances you have to win. So we hope you keep coming back. Okay, without further ado, I am very excited that we have a literal unicorn in the house today, uh, Daniel Murray. Daniel is the Senior Manager of Marketing Operations at Service Titan. He's very passionate about marketing ops, demand gen, rev ops, and um, a little known fact about Daniel is that he's actually a former D1 football player, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, and Daniel also really loves, you know, working with complex Martech stacks. And something that I really love about Daniel personally is that he has a very unique approach to infusing empathy into everything he does. Hi, Daniel. Welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. This is exciting. I'm I'm excited for this chat.
0: Yes, we're excited that you're here. So you have a really interesting journey coming from the world of football, and then charging yes pun intended into the world of marketing ops so tell us a little bit about this and how you bridge bridged those two worlds
1: yeah um this is an interesting thing because i think that coming from playing football it's actually helped me a lot in marketing ops because as a marketing ops professional like i see i played offensive line in college and i feel like marketing ops is the offensive line of the the marketing team because we're not like the head of like demand gen who gets to throw like or the cmo who gets to throw the touchdowns we're not the person who gets to run the touchdowns we're the one in the trenches making everything happen to make sure that everybody does score so it's also let me be let me say take a back seat and be like that cheerleader in the team to say, like, yeah, we could do this because that, and when you're a marketing a offensive lineman, all you do is like you're blocking to make sure, like, the the team and the quarterback and the running back score. And you don't, the only time you ever get shouted out, and if you're a marketing ops person, you know this is when you something breaks, they yell at the marketing ops, and same as offensive line, if something you have a penalty, they yell at offensive line, but if someone scores. They never say, oh, good job. They might, but the whole company will look at like the CMO. They won't go like, oh, the marketing ops did that. So that's where it kind of blended for me um, at playing football and marketing ops.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and, and we're going to change that, hopefully, uh, mm-hmm. so we get more recognition where recognition is due. Um, so something about you know when we first started talking you were telling me how you're a strategic advisor to the vp of marketing and the cmo at service titan um i don't feel like a lot of people in marketing ops get that opportunity to really build that relationship have that seat at the table have the ear of the marketing executives and i think we do a great job of giving people in marketing ops like advice and tips on how to build that relationship. Like here are the skills that you need to learn. But what about the other side? Like what questions I think we need to think about, like what should CMOs be doing? What should marketing leadership be doing? Like what are the questions that you think that they should be asking marketing operations to build that relationship?
1: Yeah, I think that like since marketing ops knows, pretty much everything that's going on in the business with the numbers and the campaigns and everything that's set up. Like, I think they need to be at the seat of the every campaign launch, everything, every launch and also ask advice, what should we do next? Like, we know what's, what's working and not working. Um, so instead of just having us be the, in the second level of like, oh, the campaign, we're launching this campaign, how can marketing ops do analytics and systems and stuff like that we should be the the, when they discussing this on like oh we can come up we can help them say like what has been working what doesn't working what isn't working what is working how can we help make this campaign more efficient what are you not thinking about that you should be thinking Mm -hmm. about within data and analytics and is this what is a potential timeline for this so these big questions that you don't you a lot of marketing always miss out on and i've been in companies like this before which is it's just because it's the nature of like some roles in marketing where you are maybe the second level down where like a campaign is launched and then they come to you and say how can we set this up instead of being at the, the level higher so i think it's important for cmos and are demand to include marketing ops at the table whenever decisions are made with campaigns or bigger strategy moves that um, they're making as a, a marketing org. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And one thing you mentioned, I think, was timelines. And um, I think that's a big one is really sticking close to communication with each other on timelines because um I think sometimes like marketing ops will surprise people when they say like reporting is gonna take several months, right? But if you are having that conversation already at the very beginning, like there, you you remove that um, element of surprise and you can work more effectively to build a timeline together.
1: Yeah, and it's also there's, like when you're launching a campaign, there's a bunch of different priorities happening. And like um, when you bring marketing ops in later, Sometimes things are gonna to have to. Other things are gonna be pushed if you want that campaign to be launched. So if you're at the table, like they could show you, like this is what's happening, Mark. What is priority now? What is priority then? Like, should we still be working on this, or mm-hmm. should we work on this? Like, sometimes what happens is that they'll say, "Hey, can we launch this in the next week?" And we're like, "So do you not care about these other big project that is going on? Because that's gonna take a push. We can't do both. So like, that's why mm-hmm. it's so important to." to when that conversation's happening, marketing ops could say like, this is actually our bandwidth that we actually can ha- handle, but also also like help and decide, like help and say like, this is actually what it, the, the heavy lifting we have to do in this project. Like there's a bunch of systems that there's a bunch of reporting that we'll miss if we don't do this. And also like, we can also tell them like, maybe we can move faster if we do this or that so thinking about all those different things Mm -hmm. um, as well
0: yeah yeah agreed that's actually a really great segue into our next question which is really about communication Um, because communication is so important, obviously, in these relationships and language is important. Um, But also being technical is very important, especially if you're in a marketing ops role. So it's hard to pull yourself out of being so technical and you hear it all the time, like we need to um, not be so technical in this conversation, uh, which I think hurts us. But I, I think that, yeah, there are some conversations where it's not suited to be as technical. And you probably are very well-versed in this. So how do you change the way that you talk about tools and processes when working with different teams and executives like your CMO or your VP of marketing?
1: I think you tailor each conversation to like their priorities and needs and what they what they actually care about. Like, like for some CMOs what they actually care about is driving revenue and pipeline. So if you can or also being more efficient with that revenue and pipeline. So if you can tie the conversation of being efficient with pipeline or efficient with revenue that will help like the conversation, like tie in that a VP of marketing might think of like, how can we drive the revenue and pipeline at a faster rate? How can we grow faster? So every little person, you should have a different like pitch. And I also think a lot of things is like what a lot of people don't do. And, and this is so important in marketing ops is like, kind of rally the troops underneath as well. Like get the lower mm-hmm. man, the, the managers under the VP of marketing to be like on your side and see like that's a good idea. So you have multiple people like hitting the VP of marketing and the CMO at the same time with like your idea. So it's you had to do a little bit of internal selling before you go, sometimes go to these people as well. And I think that is so underrated to do as a, in a, any marketing career, even if you're like a social media manager or a director of demand gen like internal selling like different entities in the company and it's not only in the marketing org it's also rallying people on the systems team the finance team the customer success team the sales team like Mm -hmm. how could you rally a bunch of different stakeholders around your cause or your idea or your goal um in the department
0: yeah yeah and it's almost like you know when you're a marketer, you have personas, right? And you're, you do all of this research and you communicate to them differently and you have to do the same thing internally. Mm
1: -hmm. I see a lot of people make this mistake where they don't do that. It's like, they will pitch the same thing to every stakeholder and then they wonder why, like, nobody wants to go with their project or something is because they're not selling the idea to, like, they teach you this in marketing in general. It's like, people don't care about your product, they care about themselves so like if you show if you show that you care about them and their cause and are rallying around what they care about then you can sell them better um mm-hmm. to their idea and you should under you should understand what everybody cares about on the marketing team especially as marketing ops um you should care about that
0: yeah absolutely um okay so you 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 hear people say, like, that person really gets it. Like, they just get it. I feel that way uh, towards you about marketing. Like, you really get marketing. And, in fact, I think a lot of people, when they meet you or when they see you in um, various channels, like, they think that you're in a demand gen role at first because you talk so much about marketing. And the funny thing is, is that, like, most marketing ops folks get marketing. They understand it but why doesn't anybody think they understand marketing? Like why are those in marketing ops seen more as order takers as opposed to necessary contributors to marketing strategy?
1: I think part of it is that like they don't, the ideas that they come up with sometimes are just like system and data ideas on how to make those things better instead of like how to improve the marketing org as a whole i think also like you need to like sh- like show like show that you're invested in these their topics and learn actually what the basics of those so they they know that you actually get those topics so they don't like when they ask you a question you're just not like kind of spitting out an answer like for example if i went to like the head of paid media and i didn't know like ad sets are or like like how, how Facebook ads run or something like that. And and I try to come up with an idea and say like, hey, I think the creative is actually underperforming here. It's not something in the funnel. Like if I can say, be able to communicate that to them, like that's it, but also like, it's so important. And I think the other side of it is that, is mar- the way I think about marketing ops as well is like there's two customers, in and two different stakeholders you're you're thinking about. You're thinking about like your stakeholders that you support as a marketing ops team, but you gotta think of like how data, tech, and like processes affect like the buyer journey as well. Like I think like that's something that a lot of people just don't inherently think about when they think thinking about it. So when you're communicating like new processes, you need to can't you need to like like simplify it to the sense that like this is going to make the buyer have a less hoops to jump through or the buyer to do this like but also like the other stakeholders is the marketing team so you have to communicate like okay how could you make the marketing team more efficient how could they do their job better like how could we do that so there's like two customers you're kind of doing that and so a lot of times it's just one customer but it's kind of tricky and i also think the one thing that, and I know we've talked about this, that helps with this change and I, is if marketing ops sits in a rev ops team and not the marketing team. And the reason for this is that in the marketing team, you're like seen, you can't, like you're under people. So you're seen as like this order taker, like from everybody mm-hmm. because you're on sitting in the marketing team. When you're in the, another org or another team, they see like, oh, you're they're partnering with us to make us a better org. So that's helped me a lot when I, when I've been on in the marketing team, it was hard to like get my ideas out there. But when you're sitting in like a, another org, um, they, you kind of have be seen as this partner that's partnering strategically with them and are helping them achieve their goals. I also Mm -hmm. think, I also think that, um, my, my boss always taught me this, but like, he always said to me like you should know what's going on in their role like sometimes better than they know what's going on their own and that doesn't mean like they know like you know how to do their role better than them but like what's happening with like the how it's performing and the data behind it and like what is working and what's not so you can be able to like if they had to step out for the day be that per- partner that could fill in for anybody in the marketing team because that's a like mm-hmm. marketing job i really think marketing ops is all knowing, like in, on the marketing
0: team yeah agreed maybe like watch out marketing i'm <laughs> just kidding um so we i'm glad you answered the question about who should marketing ops report to because we ask almost everybody that question all the time and it's actually one of our poll questions too and 57 percent of people here that took that poll said rev ops um with marketing coming in a second, so um, which is often the answer we we get as well. But it's always interesting to hear different perspectives on it. Um, okay, so when we first started talking about this series, and I asked you like, what does the future of MOPS look like, and what does that career path look like? You told me that MOPS are the future CMOs, which I, by the way, totally agree with. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about this and maybe touch on like, what are the key drivers to this shift?
1: Yeah, um, I think that the abundance of data has made it like a necessary skill for like a marketer to be have that data driven side too. And I also think like talking earlier, like this is why I think marketing ops should know, learn about more marketing. Cause if you have, you marketing ops are inherently data driven. And if you have that intuition side of it as well, which marketing usually like a marketing, like a director of demand gen usually has, those two mixtures are like what makes a great CMO in my, my opinion. And I think like marketing ops sits with the financials, they sit with like the data and, if you ask any cmo what they do all day they probably are are one being this like strategic advisor like being this like kind of communicated to like all different vps and this um the cfo the head of um, sales but they also are deeply in the financials all day they deeply in the numbers they don't actually do as much marketing as people think um and i mm-hmm. talked to sangram from terminus about this and he's like like, he, he, he asked people this when they want to become CMO, like, are you willing to not do your, anything in your job that you're doing today? And if your answer is um, no, you probably don't want to be a CMO. Um, but we, I mean, marketing ops isn't numbers all day. We're, we are meeting with the, the finance team all day. We understand what's going on with the numbers. And that's a key thing for a CMO.
0: Mhm mhm which kind of goes back to our first question like it's it's really important to build that relationship with marketing leadership because then you really can see what's needed um you know like you can assess what the gaps are like what are they doing that you're not doing um and if that truly is your path you can kind of fill in the gaps more easily and and have them help you Yeah Um, Okay, so something exciting is that you are building out your team at Service Titan, which is fantastic. And uh, as you do this, I'm sure you're starting to really put a little bit more focus and prioritize your OKRs. And I, I think a question that we ask a lot of people is in marketing ops specifically, like what are those OKRs that you're prioritizing? And to follow up on that as a secondary question, like, do you have a little framework that you can share with us today?
1: Yeah. Um, so, OKRs for marketing ops should always be tied to the OKRs of the CMO. Like, I think like, if you want to be successful, you got to tie it to like the leader you're, 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 you're advising on and are with all the time. So, for me, it's revenue pipeline and then also like CAC payback and um LTV to CAC because those are the numbers that show like efficiency and also that we're driving more revenue. But the way I, I think of an structure marketing ops team is like like the framework on how to prioritize goals is the the top level goal is anything that the number one goal is supporting customers and buyers. So like if anything breaks on the website or like anything that anything breaks on the customer side, like, and that, that that's a, and marketing house, people know there's fires all the time that's happening. That is number one priority. Like anything that's affecting leads, new buyers or new customers or new customer flow. That's number one priority. The next priority is always the revenue goal, the, the CMO goal. Like what can this, could whatever task you're doing, is it driving revenue? Is it, be making revenue more efficient. Um, The next level of goals is like the RevOps team goals. Um, And the RevOps team goals like usually could be like, oh, we need to make like documentation better for RevOps or processes better for RevOps or like cut down technical debt or something. And then the last one, which always ties into like ties into like the marketing obstacles is the mark. I mean, the the marketing goals is the marketing obstacles and the marketing obstacles are just like projects that drive revenue, make pipeline more efficient, make revenue more efficient. So I set up goals based on whatever the CMO's goal for that quarter or year is. And then my reports have like a sliver of each of those things. So like, for example, like one, like analyst on my team owns like the paid media number one analyst owns like the earned number one um owns the events and referrals number so like then like we all have this like stake to like do that and obviously like the marketing ops person the head of the marketing ops owns like the whole marketing and revenue number so then it's, you see how it like starts trickling up and then when marketing succeeds, you succeed. If marketing doesn't succeed, you doesn't succeed. But then you're doing activities that help marketing succeed always. So you always seem, are always seen as a valuable asset to marketing. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. And it sounds like it creates this accountability as well with that framework.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's very, it really like, it also helps like even younger marketing ops folks like know like, what how to prioritize their tasks so like if a fire happens with like something breaking on the website they go to that first and then the next thing is like is this task that someone asking me for is it generating revenue is it doing a rev ops goal? is it marking obstacle is it your goals or is it nothing in between that and then you can kind of is it is it just a random goal that someone? of and then when you have that framework you just like they can easily like it gives them the ability to push back but also the key is to share this framework to other leaders so they know like what is marketing off like we i do two week sprints with my team so they know marketing ops knows what's in the sprint what's happening what's going on i mean marketing knows what's in the sprint what's going on um how wh- 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 like if there's another ticket that needs to come in and needs to, they need to submit a ticket and it goes into the, the backlog until then, and if they want an the sprint, they'll have an sprint. But we also put like a little buffer time for like, if fi- these fires happen for customers, cause they always do happen. Like I I, have, mm-hmm. I haven't been in a marketing ops team where like, like something doesn't break weekly. I don't know why it happens, but the systems world does that um, or a report breaks or something breaks. Um, So they have that in their, in in my time and their time. And I think that helps so much with like, being able to prioritize your day and your time and what you're doing.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it probably makes it easier to say no. Like, do you think that um, marketing ops teams that don't really have this framework in place, at least like from my experience too, like they're always saying yes. Do you think marketing ops people say yes too often?
1: It, yeah, that's like the number one mistake because I think what happens is like if you don't have goals or like things set up, like you always saying yes and then you're never achieving the goals Would you do. that? So then the main reason why I implemented two-week sprints is for my team to push back on leaders and say, nope, we can not do this, put it in this, We'll put, submit a ticket, put it in the sprint. And then what I also do is like if they ever want something in the sprint, I'm going to – I always say like, hey – so what do you wanna replace in the current sprint? Cause we're not gonna add it and add more hours to a sprint. Like you either gonna right. take one thing out or put a new thing in. Like you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like you can't have both of it.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's, um, that's what a good leader does too, right? Like when you have a team of people, like you have mm-hmm. to um, be an advocate for them and their time and their priorities. And if they can't say no, you know, you have to help them. To- to figure out how they could be better at saying no but you also sometimes have to be the person that says look like my team can't do it
1: yeah and i always say like and every leader should do this like i always say like hey if they're asking you for something and they don't they say they want to now like you need to like escalate it to me or even if it, mm-hmm. if it's a more bigger priority like i'll escalate it even higher like i'll have your back when this happens because I don't think like anybody should and this is also how you avoid not being a support function as well like a support function usually is someone who is that yes person all the time uh, because you have to do that all the time and like oh this report could you do to run these analytics for me right now like no actually like this this is what my priorities today I can't like what is your priority level and how and what is the business impact of your ask right now? And if you don't, if you can't answer that, a good enough answer for that, like you're not going to get it right now.
0: Um, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, Love it. Okay. So we, uh, I know we're getting close to time. So if anybody has questions, I know we have at least one, uh, go ahead and add them to the questions tab so we can get to those in a second. But before we do that, I want to ask you who is, one or two or or the characteristics of a marketing ops leader you admire
1: yeah um everybody knows her like sarah mcnamara namara i hope i said her name right is one of my favorite people like she is embodies like what like a technical marketing ops person is and knows everything but i also think like some other leaders are actually like the certain people and i'm not tooting their own, but like I get to work with like marketing leaders right now that are operationally minded and makes my job very easy because they get that like how important operational it is. So I think like some of the best like CMOs are operationally minded leaders who get analytics and get that So like the people at Service Titan are some people I look up to. I think you 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 see this with a lot of like that like I talked to actually Dave King at Asana and he said, like, and this is my favorite quote. He he said to me, he said, like, channels are where the pennies are made and um, operations and process are where the dollars are made. And he understand like a leader who understands that operations are where and processes are where the dollars are made because it makes things more efficient. And it, it's how like the foundation of your marketing team is the operations. So, um, that's one of my favorite quotes as well and dave like like embodies that as an operational leader as well
0: i love that yeah and i mean it's all about efficiency Mm -hmm. and productivity right because time is money and if you can save time then again like that's where the dollars are exactly uh, this has been really awesome. Thank you so much, Daniel, for coming on and sharing all of your great knowledge. Uh, one more question before we get to audience questions is, um, if people want to connect with you, if people want to like follow your journey, what's the best place to do that?
1: Yeah. So LinkedIn, I'm always available on LinkedIn, um, Twitter. I'm at Deemer 68. I post a lot on Twitter and, and LinkedIn, and I don't post a lot of marketing ops content. So if you want a lot of marketing ops content, Sarah is your person. But if you want like just general marketing stuff, like that's something. And I also host a, a podcast called The Marketing Millennials where I chat with some cool marketing leaders and they actually pretty actionable items that they bring out there. And I, I pride myself on having people on the podcast have that. So if you, you want to learn from... The forty guests, forty plus guests that I've invited on there, you can go check those that out as well. But feel free, my DMs are always open for any question. Just don't sell me on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, repeat that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, highly recommend giving Daniel a follow. He's got great content on Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever wherever you like to play. Um, okay, we have a a good question that I know you'll love talking about, and was actually upvoted as well. Is Somebody said, "I would love to learn more about the Martech stack you use or recommend."
1: Um, I'm going to give the typical marketing answer to this, and it, it it really depends where you are in the business and what type of business you are. But like, I've been using Marketo for a while, and I've like Marketo and Hotspot for like your marketing automation if you're a B two B company that's a little bit. And the the bigger the bigger end like i would i suggest those two always i suggest segment for like your data infrastructure it's so easy it's not it takes time to implement but it's so good for like tracking data on your your website and all that good stuff um we use lean data for lead routing i love lean data um we use uh drift for chatbot um we use um six cents um for like abm stuff but it's also being good a lot of things we actually just started using g2 as well like g2 has a cool product actually that you can ch- track reviews and stuff like that so i recommend that mm-hmm. as well but it all that answers all it depends on like your business and business like sometimes you don't need a big marketing tech stack to be good at marketing um you just it just depends on like what are your goals, your business and how also, I always tell people this when they look in their marketing tech stack is can this, like, how is this going to help you the buyer's journey or like marketing be more efficient? If it doesn't do one of those two things, it's not something, don't just get a marketing new marketing tool just because um, someone says to get a new marketing tool, actually like make sure it attaches to your goals because it's easier to sell internally. And as well as like, You're just not buying tech to buy tech.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, we always say technology is not a strategy um, and align it to your goals. Just like you said, like what are what is the what is the point? Like, why are you trying to add to your tech stack?
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Okay. well, I know we are at time again. Thank you so much for joining us today, Daniel. Uh, it was great to hear a little bit more about your story and how you view the world of marketing ops. So we are uh, excited to have yet another uh, w- weekly session next week. Same time, same place. We are going to be uh, chatting with Tamir Belzer from Logs.io. So tune in next week for um, another chance to get an entry into the drone giveaway and also to hear some amazing takes on uh, important marketing ops talk- topics that we're excited to, to share with you. all right thanks again daniel and thanks to everybody in the audience today and uh, we will definitely be sharing out this recording so we're looking forward to doing that and seeing you next week
1: thanks everybody for joining